0: Hey, Waterboy!
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Waterboys Podcast. Welcome to the first ever episode. We are super excited to have you all listening. Um, As always, you are joined by your hosts, Aman and Danny, as well as myself, Lickit. There's a lot of things to talk about. As always, we do cover... The latest news on NFL and NBA: Matt Stafford got traded to the Rams. Rams get Stafford. Lions Oof. get Goff, a first, um, uh, a third pick, and two first-round picks. What does this mean for the league?
2: Oh man! So,
1: in my opinion, the Rams
2: got a lot better when Matt Stafford is healthy, like completely healthy. They were—he's a top ten quarterback. Heck, top seven, and Jared Goff was never that quarterback. He was always in the middle, in the middle of the pack. He was never, he was never really good or really bad. Well, there were seasons where he's bad, but he was just mediocre. But Matt Stafford brings it a little to the Rams that Jared Goff doesn't. Uh, Matt Stafford can sling it, go downfield when he, when they need to. He can be, he can make plays happen. Jared Goff can't. That's end of it. And to be honest. I think the Lions won this trade because they got a third-round pick from this year. They got a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, and they got Jared Goff. For for reference, Matt Stafford is 32 32 years old. Jared Goff is only 26. So Jared Goff still has room to grow, while while Matt Stafford... We all know who Matt Stafford is. But Jared Goff, it's still unknown because he's, in my opinion... I don't think he's hit the peak of his career yet, but there's more to come.
1: You know, um, I do agree with what you said with the Rams getting um, Matt Stafford and a guy who can really facilitate this team because we, we saw what Stafford could do with help. You know, when he played with Calvin uh, Johnson, they had some pretty good results. And the Rams have such a good um, development players in Josh Reynolds and Cam Akers. And I think adding Matt Stafford, a veteran quarterback, which this team needs, with um, a pretty young coach, Sean McWay, but he is still pretty young, a smart coach. I think this is starting to become more of a contender Rams, which can go a longer distance in the playoffs rather than having an early exit in the wild card round. And, and like you said, the, the Lions did win this trade. They did get two first-round picks, and I think this is where the Lions need to step up. They need to build around golf because now you have a quarterback You need to you made you made this trade. You gotta commit into him. You gotta build this trade. You gotta get him um some good receivers, uh, build that O line, and and possibly get some uh, good defensive help. And as 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 you build this team, I think you slowly start going closer to a uh, playoff picture. But we all know who's really gonna start for the Rams, John Wolford. (laughs) (laughs) But
2: uh, yeah. As a personally though. I think that the Lions should especially focus in on the O-line. Because that O-line has been struggling in the past few years. They have weapons on offense. They have Kenny Galladay. They have Marlon Jones, who is who's getting old. But, but I think they have a few weapons that they can work with. And DeAndre Swift, the, their young running back. So, so Jared Goff does have weapons like he did with Rams. So I think it's all yeah. about developing him to be a franchise quarterback. And I been yeah, for for
1: they gave up forty-two sacks this uh, season. So yeah, it's, that's a the number that won. That's off. wild. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I am okay. yeah, I go would ahead, say Danny.
0: they're more the the Rams and the Lions are in two very different situations. I feel like the Rams really want to win, like now. So I feel like it it was a good move for them to pick up Matt Stafford because he's more. I would say he's more defined in the league. And Jared Goff, he has room to grow. He's younger. So I feel like he, he's a better fit for that Lions team who's around like a rebuild stage right now. So I feel like both teams both teams have gained different things from this
1: trade. And, yep. and another thing about this trade is that this just shakes up the entire NFC West. You have Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ooh. Kyler Murray, and Matthew Stafford. That division is going to be the tough division to play in, in general because you have the the Rams defense coming in, you have the 49ers defense coming in, right? And and of course the Seahawks defense is usually non-existent, but you have Blitz Boy, um. So this is a tough uh, this is a tough uh, division that's shaping up. So it's going to be very interesting coming towards the end of the season and all these playoff implications that come in. Um. So now we're going from the uh, one of the toughest. Uh, Division to play with the one of the worst divisions uh, that we uh, saw. Um, Eagles had got a new head coach Nick uh, Ani, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He's thirty nine years. He coached for the Colts, the Chargers, and the Chiefs. Um, come on, what do you think he's going to do with the QB situation? Who do you think he's going to start, and what do you think he can bring to this team? So,
2: from what I've heard from a press conference, to me, it sounds like he's planning on having a QB competition where in the training camp, right, there's what hurts and wins battle it out, right? The best quarterback wins the job and they keep him, right? I think I think that's the best move as well because what if we trade wins and hurts is not as good as we thought it would be? And what if we trade hurts and wins struggles like he always has? So I think that's the best plan moving forward. And from, from what I want from Nick Ciarani, this dude is a friggin' mastermind. He's 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 extremely smart, and he's been mentored by Frank Reich. And from what I heard from a, uh from the press conference, it sounds like he's been like coached by like many 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 uh, head coaches in, in college in in, in the in NFL. He's had many like smart successful coaches in you know, a coaching, and to me it seems like he it took away from something. From each coach, and he put it together. Well, he put it together in his mind, but he actually, but but he actually has to put it together on the field. And I think if he can, that will translate very really well in, into uh, the Eagles' offense and our yeah. defense, of course. So,
1: yeah. yeah, I agree with what you said. He he is a young coach, but he has had a lot of more experienced and well-known coaches mentor him, and that in this league is a privilege. And about the QB situation, John Madden once said if you have two QBs, you have none. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what they do with Carson Wentz in the off season. We have been uh uh if you're checking up on the news you do see that there's been rumors of him possibly going to the Colts. You know, a lot of things to look forward to on this Eagles team, especially with all the coaching changes you see. Um their defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz took a year off. He he's mulling over the option of retirement, you know so it's a lot of things to look out for. Um, what do you think he can't bring because of his young age? Uh, 39 is a young age in the football head coaching position especially because you for want sure. an experienced guy. Yeah. So I, I think one thing he definitely lacks is having experience, you know. You talk about Bill Belichick. He's been coaching forever. So he has more insight and more knowledge on certain aspects of the game. Like we saw two years ago how he – um, smartly wasted time because of calling faults um, offside and stuff. So I think he is a good coach for this team because of his youngness and he can bring new ideas. But I think that him being less experienced might take a toll if this team makes so, playoffs or if they uh, have a big games. Like so they're going to play Tampa Bay and the Chiefs this year. So right. I think that's where he might struggle a bit. So personally, I think that.
2: In order for him to be, for him to be a, success, a successful um, NFL head coach, I think he has to make mistakes, right? In his first year, he has to make mistakes to learn from them, to get better. That's how all coaches in NFL, all head coaches got better. Like, it's not like Bill Belichick, end of the week as head coach, and he automatically became the, the greatest coach of all time. And no, he didn't. He made mistakes. He learned from them. And I think mean, that's how Nick Starianni – has to you know be successful, and I think you know, the first wish, year is going to be sloppy.
1: Eagles fan had the same optimism you had him on, but I don't <laughs> think a lot of mistakes would fly by Eagles fans, especially after that rough season last year. Danny, what do you have to say?
0: You know, uh, I'm new to football, uh, so from what I've seen this year, the the Eagles are a growing team. You could say they they have a lot of room to improve, but I feel like they have a good young core. That uh, it it needs some improvements, but going going into the future with a young young coach and a young core, I feel like uh, we could cause some problems in the future. But that's just me being optimistic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, another thing to talk about about the Eagles, while we're on the top uh, topic of the Eagles, since they were, um, I believe, uh, uh, last in the or, or second to last in the division, they do have the sixth overall pick. I'm on. I know you've been keeping up with Oof. the um, draft picks and the draft yes, news. Yes, sir. What do you think the Eagles should do with the sixth overall pick? All right. And what is your perfect draft for the Eagles with that sixth overall pick?
2: All right. So, I have five prospects that I really like, okay? So, here they come. First one, Devontae Smith, okay? Out of Alabama. He's kind of Heisman undersized. Heisman winner. Heisman winner. There we go. He, he's, in my opinion, he's kind of undersized, but... He has lots of talent to, to make up for it. He has, he works really hard. Okay, so he's a amazing rat runner. Okay, he has amazing hands, as we saw in the in the championship game where we had some absurd yeah. one-handed catches and everything. Right. Yep. And but in my opinion, the only knock on him is his size. He's he's a bit undersized, but we we've seen many. Undersized receivers be great in the NFL. For example, Terry Kill. People like that. Just because they're undersized does not mean they're
1: bad. Do you like, mean that he, he doesn't have the like muscle or do you mean that his height because he is six foot one and six foot one receiver is pretty um No,
2: sorry. Um like I think it's just his size. Like he, he's kinda tall, okay, but that that's not what I'm talking about. It's his it's his strength, like it's his yeah. size, it's just kind of the best I've ever seen he's and, kind of small. Kind of,
1: yeah, he does kind yeah. of have that long and lengthy type of uh, build. So, who's your next prospect? Come on,
2: Jamar Chase out of LSU, LSU. So he had a he had a stellar sophomore season, and then he opted out his junior year, which I think mm-hmm. kind of did hurt his uh, draft, a draft stock. I kind of uh, I, I think, but um. So he's very physical. Okay is known to win those 50-50 balls. So, let's say it's a one-on-one, right? He will win yep. 90% of the one-on-ones with any corner in the league. Okay? And that's why he's Ooh. so special. Okay? So, he's not going to blow you away with his speed or with his athleticism. What he's known for is his being just physical and, and winning one-on-ones. Okay? And yep. he's also a really good route round runner. He has really good hands. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Smith. He's he around the around the, around the same size as Deonta Smith. Yeah, but, but actually an inch shorter. Right, exactly. But he's I would say he's stronger. Like he's more like he just plays physical. Even though he's but shorter, yep. he just more physical. I mean. He just like very really tough. He just very really strong, and he's just gonna weigh on fifty 50 balls. He just yeah. My right, next one. I'm on. We have Patrick Surtain, the corner out of Alabama, a junior. Um, so, mm-hmm. he, in my opinion, he's the best prospect as a corner. And let's say DeWante Smith and Jamar Chase, they both go, they both go top three to the, the Jets and the Dolphins. I want the Eagles to take Patrick Surtain. because right now they're lacking a corner outside of Darius Slay. Every receiver outside of the number one receiver of the team has been killing us. For example, Chase Claypool uh, with the Steelers. Those number two receivers oh, that have been killing awesome. us. Yeah, because because they're uh, right now. I think it's Omante Maddox, and in my opinion, like he's not an outside corner. Like he's more from the slot, and he just can't play the outside. And he's been getting beat and burnt by all these fast and deadly receivers. So I think Patrick Surtain will. Will be a great number two uh, corner next to Darius Slay, and hopefully in the future he can improve and become the number one when Darius Slay retires or when he leaves.
1: And I, I, yeah, so I agree with what you said about the they need to build on their defense. You know this this Eagles defense looked terrible last year, especially you know they they did bring in Darius Slay, but they morally they most of all um, invested in their D line rather than their supporting cast and. The D-line did pay off, but, you know, definitely when you saw against those big, tough, physical receivers, you saw how those weak corners really affected this team. Like when they played the Seahawks and um, uh, DK Metcalf went off and, and uh, you know, all these great corners, like, um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking right now, uh, Devontae Adams or, or, you know, like you said, Chase Claypool. They or DK
2: Metcalf. Really- yeah, or Tyler Lockett. Yeah. To,
1: but yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. all right, yeah. Um thanks Amon with all all you thought, you brought a lot of things on the plate a lot of things to think about if you're an Eagles fan and a Lions fan and if you're any fan in the NFC West really um so now we want to switch gears a bit and kind of go to the MVP race in the NBA you know NBA we started the season about 2 weeks ago a lot of major players going off a lot of big news a lot of upsets Danny who are your top 3 MVP picks
0: um, well, first of all, we started the NBA season about six weeks ago. By now, um, what? Uh, yeah, uh, around the beginning of Christmas, uh, like close twenty third, I think was the start of the NBA. You're right. So, it feels like two weeks. Yeah, These games it does. Go by so <laughs> right now, my number one candidate. Actually, I'm going to start with number three. So oh, my, all right, my number three for MVP right now is Nikola Jokic. Man has Ooh, been falling. He's averaging twenty five point seven points per game, eleven rebounds, and eight point seven assists. And he's been having some big games. Uh, right now, the Nuggets are fourth in the standings, so yep. they're they're doing pretty well. But they have been they have been losing a good amount of games that i i could see, i could see them they they like should have won them. Uh, mm-hmm. Last night, he had an amazing game: forty seven points. 12, uh, 12 rebounds, five assists. He he's one player been, of the game. Yeah, player of the game on our story. Uh, he he's been yes, balling. Sir. Like he's been putting this team on his back at some points. Jamal Murray isn't playing the same as he was in the bubble, so Jokic has had to put up some really big numbers in these games. But he's been playing amazing. He's like really facilitating this offense. Like he's leading to a lot of scores. So that's why yeah. he's my he's my number three in the MVP race right now. Number and two. And I think it's kind of amazing what he's
1: doing. Yeah. Um, sorry, at, at, his, at his size, at
0: his, it is amazing to see what he's doing with the, his passing ooh. game at his size.
1: He exactly. plays. And, and his, he he plays like a point in guard in general. Exactly. Yeah. He does play like a point guard. You yeah. see him a lot of times during games bringing up the ball himself and and facilitating this offense. Um, Number two, Danny.
0: Number two right now, my boy LeBron James. eighty <laughs> Eighty uh, has been off the slow start the season, not going to lie. He's, he, he's had some disappointing games. He, he's, he's not playing complete garbage, but he's been, he's been low-key disappointing. Mediocre. Yeah he's, yeah, he's been mediocre for his game and what we've, we've seen right. him able to do. Um, right now, LeBron James has been carrying the load. He's uh, 25.2 points per game, 7.8 assists, and 7.5 rebounds per game. Lakers, right now, they are third third seed in the West after a disappointing yep, couple of fallen. losses. The last couple of games, they lost to the, the Pistons, and they lost in a heartbreaker against the Sixers, which we will talk about later. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but they they did win their last game by one after Kemba break that last shot. It was oh, an amazing game. Man. But That's... LeBron at his at age thirty six has doing things that that people who are in their twenties aren't able to do. Uh, like he dropped forty six, <laughs> like it was nothing against the Cavs. He couldn't miss, and yeah, <laughs> he's just he's just great. What else can I say? He's LeBron James. And for the
1: people who are listening, the people who are listening. <laughs> Um, here's here's a little stat for you. The average retirement age in the NBA is 36 uh, to 39 years old. And LeBron James is right now at that age. He's 36 years old. And, and so is Prime. Yep, he's still yeah, playing like he was when he got drafted. It, it's amazing.
0: The longe- longevity of his career is what puts him... I say if he wins the chip this year, that puts him in as number one all-time NBA.
2: Well, and longevity. recently... And recently, I that's saw an article uh, where apparently LeBron spends over a million on his body every year yeah, in the offseason. I've see. Yes. seen something like I that. Was, yeah, it's crazy.
0: But uh, right. moving on right. to my number one, number one. one MVP candidate yes, sir. at the moment, Joel Embiid. He has been a big this year. The, the Sixers first seen the East right now. They've been dominating a lot a lot of good teams. He's averaging uh twenty-eight point three points per game, eleven rebounds. Uh best game of the year. He was absolutely destroying the heat. 45 points, 16 rebound game. It was just insane to watch. Like he couldn't miss. Uh yeah, he's been absolutely bodying anyone everyone he's played against. Like, I haven't seen anyone who's really able to guard him uh this year. Uh, yeah, exactly. he's, he's putting he's putting the Sixers over the top, but I want to see this happening in the playoffs because Sixers mm. fans know that they tend to crumble in yeah. the playoffs. So, I and think- also,
2: guys, guys, I've heard a lot of haters say that all Joel B is cry and then he just like shoots fouls uh, or shoots free throws. I don't think you guys understand. There's no one in the league that can stop him. Marc Gasol, for example, right? Marc Gasol couldn't stop him. Marc Gasol used to be able to just... is completely just destroying one defense. But mm-hmm. against the Lakers, what? He... I think he spawned... Like, he, look at, he... He got double teamed by AD and Gasol. He broke that. And he, like, hit easy... Like, like he... And he hit some, like, crazy spin moves on him. And got easy layups. That just shows you, like, how much he has improved from the past, like, two seasons. Like, last year... He was just lazy. He was slow. He didn't care. But now he's actually trying. He's like he wants to win. He's
1: hungry. That that's
2: the difference. From
1: right. um, with what he said, years. if you look back at 2018, he was averaging 27.5 points per game, and he was averaging 13 rebounds as well. So he was on like a really good incline. And then all of a sudden, 2019, it looked like he took a bit of a year off, averaging 23 points. Not bad, but. Coming off a right. big season like that for him, it's, yeah. And now he's at twenty-eight points. You want to see him do that? Um, incline consistently.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: And and I agree with uh, Danny's uh, number one pick so far. He has been the backbone of this team. You know, the That's Sixers amazing. are zero four without. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, that- and that to me tells you that he is the most valuable player of this team and the league. Because I do believe the Sixers are um number one in the Eastern Conference right now. So this guy has been single-handedly carrying this team almost, and it's amazing to see. So now I want to kind of talk, we've been talking about a couple of players and the overall league itself, but I want to kind of zone in on one particular guy. Bradley Bill of the Washington Wizards. Right? This guy is an all-star. We can't deny that. He is an outstanding player with so much talent, and a lot of people are worried that his talent is being wasted on the Wizards to some extent, which is true, right? They're right. Uh, yeah. Danny, <laughs> I mean, like, very he's averaging right. 35 points per game, five uh, rebounds, four assists. Uh, Westbrook has been out for a couple of games, but now they're sitting really low in the Eastern Conference. Danny, what, what do you have to say about Bradley?
0: So this man has been on another level this year. I think, I think he was mad after last year. Last year, he was balling out too. He didn't get an all-star selection. His team wasn't doing that great as they are this year. Because John Wall, he's, he was, he's been out for like two, three years. He's been, ha- he's been having to carry the load for this Wizards team. So right now, they're last in the NBA. Like They, they seem like they can't do anything. He dropped 60 points against the Sixers, and they still managed to lose. Like, I don't know how bad a team must be to have a player drop 60 points for them and still lose. Like, that happened with Devin Booker when he dropped 77, but that's, like, record-breaking. I don't think Devin cared after that. But it's just still amazing. Like, he he has he's lost 10 straight games while scoring 40-plus points. Like, it's just it's just absurd how... How bad this team is without him. Like right now, they're able to win a couple games and that yeah, last night single-handedly because of him. But last, hey, last night, night, last mm. night Russell Westbrook he heard the haters dissing Oof. him, calling him trash. Got forty-one points. Watched. Got forty-one mm. points. Bradley Beal had thirty-seven, and they they surprised the, they surprised the Nets. Like like six, they were down five points with like five seconds left. Bradley Beal pulls up for three; it's in, and then they managed to save from the logo on, too. And then Russell Westbrook sits a three, and they're they're winning the game. It's so in. I feel like if if they make some changes, uh, they could be a good team if Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal are playing like that. But as you can see, they had to both drop around forty points to beat that Nets team.
2: Honestly, to be honest though, I think they need a dominant. Or a reliable big man, a center or power forward, because currently they have no one besides Westbrook and the Bradley Bill that's like able to score or dominate. There's no one else on that team that can.
0: Yeah, they have a good. I think I'm not sure if Thomas Bryant is injured right now, but they have a, a decent young piece. Uh, but other than that, their team is kind of bad. So I. Yeah. I could see them trying to trade Bradley Beal. I don't think it's the smartest idea, but if he requests a trade, I have a few places that he might be able to go. My number one, my number one pick for a place that he could go is the Heat. They have some good young pieces that they could they could trade for him, like Tyler Hero and Kendrick. I got something to say.
1: I got something to say. Do you think the Heat really need him because they do have really good um, shooting guards? They have Tyler Hero. Duncan Robinson Kendrick Nunn do you think that he really needs to go to the heat or do you think the heat really need him they right have now, Jimmy Butler
0: right now I think they need him they're seven and twelve in 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 the standings right now they're 13th in the east they haven't been playing well
1: I feel like they I could can, use him
0: it would be an upgrade over Tyler hero and whatever they have
1: 100 percent a hundred percent an upgrade but I, like...
0: I think it would, it would be a smart move for them. I I don't I don't see why they wouldn't want to do it. If it's the for now. Wizards
1: can pull some guy from them, like if they can pull Tyler Hero or or um Duncan Robinson or some players that they need, right? I don't think that he are willing to give up Bam out of bio, But
0: no, no way um... they're giving up Bam or Jimmy. Anyone else? I think is on the <laughs> table. So if they have a team of Bam, Jimmy, Bradley, and maybe Goran Dragic if he's left, that team I could see them. Getting to the conference finals, that team is amazing. All
1: right, Danny, get, give me two more, bro.
0: Two more? Uh, <laughs> this might be a little biased, but I could, I could see the Lakers trading for him. I don't think it would be a smart decision by the 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 the, the, the Wizards. Big trio, but that could happen, and that 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 would be the best trio in the NBA. They're better. They would be a better fit than uh, Harden, Durant, and Kyrie. I would say.
1: But again, with, yeah, uh, you might with a big game like, like that, that the Nets are based
0: on nah, don't worry. Having... Lebron will make it work. Lebron makes anything work. It, it's <laughs> never not worked with Lebron. <laughs> it's, it's, for people
1: who are watching, Western. why Danny is so in love with Lebron? We call him LeSimper. So just LeSimper. <laughs> a a simper Lebron.
0: Yes, I very much am. But my final place for right now is I could see him trade for uh, traded to the Mavs. I feel like they have they have some good young pieces that they could trade, a good big man that they could take, and him, Luca, Przingis, That's a good trio. They could go to the conference finals, semifinals, and they're a good trio for the future. So that's my final. At, uh,
2: so I think with with the Mavs, there could be a slight problem. Okay. So Luca is very ball dominant. Okay. So so is Vazabil. So how do you see that working out for them?
0: I feel like the way it wouldn't be worse than right now, and they also have a good big man because Russell Russell Westbrook's also very ball dominant. So I could see I could see Luca or Bradley Beal like playing off the ball a little bit because Bradley Beal's a really good catch and shoot player. I wouldn't see him completely right. turning into a catch and shoot player, but I feel like that could happen for a good amount of plays. But I think it would be he would be in a much better situation than he is right now. So, in my
2: opinion, in my opinion, yeah. I think a destination that that could really go well for him is the Sixers. Okay, so the Sixers could trade Ben Simmons, right? Throw in a pick, and I think that would work out because, like, Ben Simmons has been off. Uh, he's not what he was last year or the year before. Uh, I think the injury is an injury that I suffered in the bubble. I think that has something to do with it, but. I think he would he would fit really well uh, with uh, aside Embiid and and Damian Green and Shake Milton Terius Maxey. I think he would he definitely fit well with them.
0: See, the only issue with that trade would be that I don't think it makes sense for the Wizards because they would literally have the worst shooting backcourt in the whole league if they together (laughs) Russell Westbrook. That's (laughs) true. So I don't think that would that would make much sense for the Wizards. That's the only reason I don't have them up there. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Um so that was a lot to take in really. Um a lot of good things we talked about. MVP race for um just a recap. Uh you had Embiid at first, LeBron second and Jokic third and then Bradley Beal, what the Wizards are doing wrong. We covered all those great things as well as the big Matthew Stafford and Lions trade, uh potential league changing trade. And a huge trade for both teams, and both teams benefit out of this, really. And as well as the new Eagles head coach, Nick Siriani, what he brings to the table. Such a young coach, such creativity, as well as, you know, he had been taught by such great coaches in the past. And he might not be able to have that same experience as other coaches, but, you know, he might bring some things that we might not expect. And with the sixth overall pick, the Eagles, you know, Amon said that it would be best if they choose Devontae Smith. If he's not there, Jamar Chase. If he's not there, Patrick Sertain. So, um, a lot of things to think about. A lot of things to analyze. Um, thank you all for joining in onto the first ever episodes of the Water Boys Podcast. It was such a fun time. We talked about so many good things. So many things to look forward to. And we'll be back again on Wednesday for our second episode, where we will discuss the All Stars of the East and who should start and why. And Danny will be. Breaking that down, as well as the biggest underperformers of the season so far, and what causes them to be in such a slump. As And then, we're also going to be talking about the Chiefs, what they need to do to win Super Bowl 55, as it's coming up right around the corner on Sunday the 7th. As well as the top three key players for the Chiefs, and to top it all off, we're going to drop our picks for Super Bowl 55. Thank you all. Make sure to go and follow our Instagram, waterboys underscore podcast on Instagram. Thank you all, and see you all Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs>